0: On today's episode of Just Healthcare Daily, we hear from Dr. Asaf Bitton about social distancing and what Ariadne Labs is doing to help providers during the crisis. That plus an update on the latest coronavirus news. It's Thursday, March 19th, and I'm Alex Olkin with Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. First, we hear from Dr. Asaf Beaton, the executive director of Ariadne Labs, a health system innovation center at Brigham and Women's Hospital and the Harvard T. Chan School of Public Health in Boston. He's also a primary care physician who practices at Brigham and Women's. Last week, he wrote practical and specific guidelines for how to effectively social distance to slow the spread of COVID-19, the disease caused by the novel coronavirus. He said in the past few days, it seems that people and governments are taking these measures seriously.
2: We really need to urgently face this uh, onslaught. I, On the other hand, I would say I'm still quite concerned in seeing public opinion surveys that show um, still a lot of resistance or concern that there's overreaction uh, to this matter. Um, and and up until, you know, a couple of days ago, still seeing a lot of people in some communities, you know, crowding restaurants and going out. Uh, and being in very proximate physical um, connection with each other. So I hope that that's changing. We really need to uh, make sure to change it fast.
0: Providers and public health experts have been for days saying that the shortage of personal protective equipment and ventilators is going to become an increasing problem. I asked if he thought there would also be a shortage of
2: certain healthcare professionals. Even if we could magically make 100,000 ventilators appear tomorrow, um, there's a real question whether certainly our current staffing models um, would not be adequate and whether we could surge um, to new staffing models uh, to, to to handle those ventilators, especially given that, you know, today in the Lancet, the report was up to 20% of it's northern Italian healthcare workers, you know, have been out um, sick or on quarantine, and so given a surge Sickness, you know, transmission or quarantine. Um, we really need to come up with new protocols. You know, we'll need to kind of dip into the um, the old playbook of tele ICU. New cohorts of people, quickly trained to to run these ventilators, uh, should we need them. So it's it's critical that we match that physical production with the staffing ramp up as well.
0: Ariadne Labs puts out best practices on processes and protocols for providers. Yesterday, the organization's former director, Dr. Atul Gawande, famously known for his safe surgery checklist, and Dr. Mary Brindle published a paper in the Annals of Surgery about managing surgery during the pandemic.
2: We're publishing uh, a piece on um, how hospital leaders need to consider restructuring um, their surgical service lines all the way from how to think through elective surgery cancellation, what is elective, maybe what is less than elective, to infection control pathways, to considerations for thinking about um, you know, maintaining safe surgical services uh, you know, during the, the heaviest surge.
0: The article also recommends hospitals dedicate an operating room or rooms to COVID-19 patients in surgery. The article lists a few workflow steps to limit exposure as much as possible. For example, dedicating one specific runner to bring materials to and from the operating room and clearing a pathway to move patients in and out of the operating room. I asked him if his team was working on other types of
2: guidance. We have uh, teams working on what the response should be to virtualize many ambulatory care services. We have our obstetrics teams working on um, safe, effective, and um, integrated obstetrics pathways in in the time of COVID-19. How we support our patients and families uh, um, all across the, the care continuum spectrum during and after pregnancy. And we have our serious illness teams thinking about protocols for assisting vulnerable populations, especially the elderly during this time period. How do we assist um, socially isolated elders at home
0: Another tool that Ariadne works with is called UpToDate. It's a digital tool made by Norwegian company Walters Kluwer that providers around the world use for reliable, point-of-care clinical support. During the pandemic, he says his team is working with UpToDate to make the COVID-19 resources page free.
2: We're working closely with them uh, and really trying to align our new service delivery best practices, protocols, gatherings of information—certainly um, with uh, a lot of the evidence that's emerging from places like UpToDate and others.
0: Sharing the best information across healthcare systems globally is important to getting through the pandemic, he says. For non-healthcare workers, it's crucial to be vigilant in social distancing.
2: Socially connect while being physically apart, and and that's going to be really important. And realize that we're in. If not a marathon, we're in at least half a marathon of a race. Um, things are one day going to get better. We have everyone doing their part and taking this seriously and contributing to the efforts, wh- whether it be just staying at home and practicing physical distancing, or if you're a healthcare worker, you worker, know, putting yourself on the line to help others, or a health system leader, taking those brave, courageous, and, and rapid decisions to transform the way you deliver care now. Uh, that's going to be critical. We, we don't have time to vacillate and, and, you know, think of the perfect answer and, and, you know, wait till next week to implement it. We have to take decisive, courageous action now. And if we do, we can really bend those curves. That was
0: primary care physician Dr. Asaf Beaton. He's the executive director of Ariadne Labs, a health system innovation center at Brigham and Women's Hospital and the Harvard T. Chan School of Public Health in Boston. Now for a coronavirus news update. Last night, President Trump signed the Coronavirus Economic Relief Bill into law. This is the second emergency funding measure in a few weeks. It provides free COVID-19 testing, expands sick leave, unemployment assistance, and other social services. The package also increases Medicaid funding. For the rest of the news, I'm going to turn it over to reporter Maya Croth.
1: As one of the state's hardest hit by the coronavirus outbreak so far, California is preparing for the worst by adding hospital capacity as quickly as possible. Governor Gavin Newsom announced at a press conference Tuesday night that the state is getting ready to commandeer two large vacant hospitals this week, one in northern and one in southern California. It's also working to secure tens of thousands of hotel rooms to house hospital patients and members of the state's vast population of unsheltered people. The Associated Press reports that California currently has 415 hospitals in operation, which altogether have about 88,000 beds. That's 20,000 fewer beds than experts believe would be needed to handle a surge in patients under the worst-case scenario. The two hospitals could be in the state's hands as early as tomorrow, and Newsom said he would use funds from the emergency authorization to get them up and running. Facing a global shortage of face masks and other vital protective equipment, hospital workers in Washington state have resorted to making their own out of everyday materials purchased at Home Depot, Bloomberg reports. An official at Providence St. Joseph Health estimated that her 51 hospital network is in immediate danger of running out of face shields. In the meantime, hospitals are improvising, using materials purchased at craft stores and Home Depot, such as marine-grade vinyl, industrial tape, foam, and elastic. Infection control experts designed the prototypes, then staff volunteers formed an assembly line to put together about 500 makeshift masks on Tuesday. Washington has the second-highest number of coronavirus cases in the nation, but when it comes to equipment shortages, other states aren't far behind. Around the country, some doctors have turned to washing their used masks at home with bleach, and hospitals are ordering protective goggles normally used by construction workers. Demand for PPE is surging worldwide, and supply chains have been disrupted, Bloomberg says. The Department of Health and Human Services oversees a stockpile of protective gear, but even that would barely make a dent. There are only about 12 million N95 masks in the stockpile, compared to the 1.7 billion that experts estimate will be needed to treat a severe outbreak. President Trump announced yesterday that he will invoke the Defense Production Act, which would allow the government to ask medical device manufacturers to produce the needed supplies. The president also said he was sending military hospital ships to aid with the response. For Just Healthcare, I'm Maya Croft.
0: Taking a look at healthcare stocks, the market was largely down Wednesday. Insurer Anthem was down 13.2%. Medical supply company Cardinal Health was down 4.3%. German BioNTech, which is working with Pfizer on a COVID-19 vaccine, was up 38.1% at the end of the trading day Wednesday. The broader sector was down 3.4%. for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. You can check out more insights on healthcare, business, and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.